In the digital age, our world has been forever transformed by the power of connectivity. Social media, once hailed as a beacon of communication and unity, has become both a cornerstone and a source of profound disruption. In social media, America's downfall, we are diving deep into this heart of this digital revolution, exploring the intricate web of consequences that has unfurled in its wake. From the rise of online echo chambers to the erosion of personal privacy, from the addictive pull of endless scrolling to the manipulation of our very perceptions, this documentary takes an unflinching look at how social media has left no aspect of our lives untouched. As we journey through the digital landscape, we confront the very real consequences of society struggling to find its footing in a face of unprecedented connectivity. We question whether the promise of more connected world has led us down a path of division, attraction, and disillusionment. Join us on this thought-provoking journey as we seek to understand the undeniable impact of social media and whether the very fabric of our nation hangs in its balance. This is the story of our time. Welcome to Social Media, America's Downfall. Social media of recent has taken our generation, my generation, by storm. As the day grows, more and more people connect on social media, swiping at dormant photos and lifeless interactions with people who should not have their opinion known, or are free to share their opinion, but relevantly shouldn't have it as widespread as it is. But is that really the downfall of social media, or is that just a side effect? of this widespread connectivity that has spread throughout our nation. Social media as a whole includes platforms such as TikTok, which is probably the most poisonous of all of them, Twitter, also known as X, Facebook, which is probably the most lighthearted one, and then Instagram and all the other ones, including Be Real. Social media has, in the recent years, so from about 20 years till now, has taken the globe really, really <clears throat> in reality by storm. Social media is a form of addiction. And what is an addiction by definition? Well, a addiction is by the Webster Dictionary is... <clears throat> If I can find it. What is an addiction? Well, an addiction is a complex and chronic brain disorder characterized by a compulsive and often harmful pursuit of a substance, behavior, or activity despite negative consequences. It involves both physical and psychological dependency, leading individuals to prioritize the addiction or substance. over other aspects of their life. Here are the key elements that define addiction. Compulsion, loss of control, tolerance, withdrawal, negative consequences, preoccupation, etc. So, 
basically in a sense social media is probably one of the most widespread addictions in the world it probably beats out substance abuse and pornography but is social media that big of an issue and what are some of its downsides As Mr. Truth, I have gathered a few points to talk about and to hopefully bring light on this topic. Number one is mental health impact. The excessive use of social media can lead to feelings of depression, anxiety, and loneliness. So, from my personal experience, with all full disclosure, I haven't really been on social media. I am never going to be on social media due for these exact reasons. But I have known people who are either were on it or either are on it. And from their testimonies, I believe that the feeling of depression, anxiety, and loneliness are some of the most few. For example, YouTube isn't looked upon as a social media platform by most, however, by the classifications of Google Apps and Apple, and by my personal opinion, it is indeed a social media platform, but is a more intelligent and intellectable kind of platform. However, from my experience in my younger years, excessive use of YouTube has left me in states of depression, loneliness, and anxiety. And you might be wondering, self, why is that the case? Well, when you are locked away from all signs of stimulation except for your own screen without the realization that you are alone, you will feel indeed more alone because you have nobody around you interacting with you. And at the core of every human being, there is social outlook you want to be social and not in the sense of social media but people want to be together even if you're an introvert who hides in the basement all day you probably don't always want to stay there there are times where you see want to see one or two people social media takes away from that even in your meetings in person with your people and well-known friends you can still experience great loss of fulfillment and that can lead to depression, anxiety, and loneliness. Another point is the comparison of one's life to the curated and often unrealistic portrayals on social media. It can also lead to a low self-esteem. Before social media, the only people you would see are the people around you, and maybe a few photos of famous people who always looked great because that's how the movie and music business works but now with the case of social media you can see 50 buff dudes in 50 different states or countries and within a matter of minutes and isn't that a good thing well in a sense it isn't a great thing because now you are lowering your self-esteem and in reality the only people you would see that would be as buff as some of those people are the people to go to the gym and guess what to do that you'd have to go to the gym now, with the case of seeing everybody as a better version or even better than you, you are left in a state of unfulfilled potential. You want to become better, but you are always brought down by other people. And you might come across those people on YouTube, like I came across one the other day, where uh, they compliment you but still they're not talking specifically to you they feel like they're talking to you you think they're talking to you but in reality they're talking to a whole group of people so as a whole we have lost our society 
The fact is, research has shown a significant association between social media use and an increased rates of depression, anxiety, and feelings of social media. Twenjin Campbell, 2018. Quote, scrolling through filtered photos of perfect lives can lead to feelings of inadequacy and low self-esteem. So it is a fact that anxiety, depression, and loneliness do come from social media. But is that the only case? Well, if you look at the facts, and we are about facts here, we can look at the case that over the generations, we have lost kids and generation or people to social media and the fact is that our society has never been far apart but here on the channel that proves life isn't all sunshine and rainbows but we've got the facts to back it up we will begin into our second point number two is cyberbullying and harassment so, social media platforms are a breeding ground for cyberbullying and online harassments, and anonymity on the platforms can embolden individuals to engage in hurtful and malicious behaviors. So, for those who don't know, and I guarantee all of you know because you're on YouTube right now, social media is a bunch of bull. You will require you will see a lot of harassment and cyberbullying because there are no real consequences to their actions they think there aren't when in reality they'll leave you down anxiety depression loneliness but you cannot make any argument you want without working on yourself in the times before social media obviously i wasn't born or alive so i can't back this up with my own experiences but i can back it up with other people's and the facts prove it Social media has left people in a state of where now they can say whatever they want without the side effects of it. Back in the day, you would have to actually think about who you're talking to and what you're about to say because you could either get punched in the face or you could end up dead. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. Uh, I'm all for free speech. Everybody should have their opinion stated. Do I think their opinion should be widespread? No, not at all. I think most people's opinions are stupid and shouldn't really be on there. But do I agree with free speech? Yes, they should be able to state their opinion. But now people are starting to state opinions that don't really make sense. And not that that's something that's wrong. They can't state them. But they're starting to bully people if they don't believe their opinion. As in back in the day, you could make your opinion known, but you could talk about your opinion in a social and understandable way. Now, if you make your opinion known, you're either going to be bullied or you're going to be uplifted. And most of the people who are uplifted should not be uplifted, and then they end up becoming bulliers themselves. The fact is, over 59% of teens have been bullied or harassed online with severe consequences for mental health. That was from the Pew Research Center, also 2018. Uh, quote, the anatomy of the internet can embolden individuals to say things that would never say face-to-face -face leading to cyberbullying. And that ends my point is that you would say something you never say to your face. It's harder to walk up to someone and say you look ugly than to say you're a rat bigot with no life and you should go die in a hole when you're online. So those two things come into account when it comes to cyberbullying and harassment. Number three, privacy concerns. 
This is obviously a very big one, and one that I honestly really disliked. But many social media platforms collect extensive user data, raising concerns about privacy and the potential for misuse. Data breaches and leaks can expose sets of information leading to identity theft and other security issues. So, on that note, we all have experienced the would you like to enable all cookies? And no, they're not talking about the cookies that you will get your hand stuck in a jar for. You are probably uh, know that, but for those who don't know that, cookies are something that they use to track your data. And I am for, if you have a website, you do want to help your opinion. You want to help get people what they want. But at the same time, it is also leading to mass spending and privacy concerns obviously come along with that. They know everything about you, everything you do. And I'm going to be very honest here. Just being me being on YouTube kind of breaks that. My privacy concerns are pretty much gone. But I'm trying to raise awareness through this and hopefully you can take the extents so obviously there's vpns there's don't say things you don't want on and don't put on photos everything on your phone is known whether it's a message you sent to someone or your images everything can be seen and everything can be hacked the fact is that social media platforms routinely collect and share user data often without clear user consent as from the federal trade commission uh the ftc uh, quote, if you are not paying for it, you become the product. So that ends point number three. Number four is going to be one that you guys hate me for, but I'm going to say it because I really don't care. Uh, fake news and misinformation. Social media can spread false information rapidly, leading to disinformation of fake news and misinformation. Social media has real-world consequences, including influence and public opinions and election outcomes. So basically, the left and the right are always at war. I do lean towards the conservative side. I'm going to say that right now. However, am I for the right and the left arguing on social media? No. This is what I believe. I think the left and the right should get along enough that to, like, Back in the old days, before social media, you would be able to hear everybody's opinion, everything that person said, without having to spend hours and hours trying to find what they actually said. People could come to their own conclusion. Now you're having the left or the right shove things down your throat, and no one can decide for themselves. It is taking away the ability of free thought. And along with that, the fact is that false information spreads six times faster than true information on social media platforms. That was from Science in 2018, and I wrote Science in 2018 because pretty much everybody in 2018 was doing research on social media, but there's plenty of sources for you to find it on. Social media can lead to a lot of misinformation, especially when it comes to murders and other things alike. There's just nothing you can believe now, so why even go on social media for the facts? And this is not left out of news stations. News stations are very known for their lies or bending of the truth. So in reality, we as a society should be able to have all the facts laid down in front of us that aren't from the left and aren't from the right and be able to make a decision for ourselves. Why do politics have to be included in everything? I don't know, and I really want to care, but I truly don't because there is no hope in saving it. So, quote, the spread of misinformation on social media possesses a serious threat to our society's ability to make informed decisions. And that ends point number four.
Filter bubbles and echo chambers. So for anybody who's been on social media longer than one millisecond, you probably have been. And that leads to the algorithms on social media platforms often show users content that aligns with their existing beliefs, reinforcing confirmation bias. And this can lead to polarization and lack of exposure to device perspectives. <clears throat> so now this, I do want to be clear. I don't like the left. It's simple as that. And not because of, I'm not talking about Democrats and Republicans. Yes, those are public, but I do want to make it clear that I don't like the left and I don't really like the right when they go both far extensive. Reason being is because I don't agree with the fact that you should have your opinion restated to you hundreds of different times. How is anybody supposed to grow when you already know your opinion and they're just going to keep telling you your opinion? You need to have diverse effects, and the reason of that is so that you can grow, or at least you can understand the other side, so you can understand your opinion even more so. But, again, the fact is that algorithms and social media tend to prioritize content that aligns with users' gifts and beliefs, reinforcing their preconception. That's Pariser from 2011. Quote, filter bubbles can limit our exposure to diverse viewpoints, leading to polarization and narrowing of our perspectives. So, at the end of the day, do they help us? No, because I am all for having friends and things that support you and go around you, but not everybody you meet and not everything you see should align with your values due to the fact that you will never learn and you will never grow because I can guarantee you that you never thought about once researching the other side. And this does include me. I have my opinions. Do I research the other side? Yes. Does, does that help me, one, argue my opinion? Yes. And does that also help me understand and show empathy for the other opinions? Yes. So at the end of the day, echo chambers and bubbles are not good for anybody. So obviously there's digital addiction. We already talked about that. So digital addiction, spending excessive amount of time through feeds, neglecting other important aspects of life. Everybody knows that you can be on social media for one minute and now it's now you're 35, growing a beard, you haven't had a kid, you can't get married, and you're still living with your mom in her garage and it is cold. And the fact is that more people waste time on social media than ever, and it is causing people to not strive to be better or to do things that they otherwise wanted. You aren't looking to grow your life. You aren't willing to start your own businesses. You aren't willing to even take care of yourself. And again, I don't need the science and the facts. I'm not even going to quote anything because this is just a simplified and easily accepted fact everybody knows this but nobody wants to do anything about it so take uh ignition of your life and do something about it along with that is the impact on relationships obviously because now you're spending too much time the overuse of social media constrain real life relationships as individuals may prioritize online interactions over face-to-face ones and jealousy and trust issues can arise from activities and interactions on social media that's why i believe if you're in a relationship get off social media the only social media platform i think worth spending time on is youtube or facebook youtube be very precautious i only spend 15 to 30 minutes a day because that's what i want to spend on and i would rather put out content than watch content and along with that is facebook facebook i don't agree with scrolling on but it is one of the better platforms if you are going to choose one you aren't listening to a whole bunch of people you don't want you can watch you can you can watch or see only family members and memories which is better still not great but better than other places 
Uh, again, negative body image and influencer culture. Uh, the fact is that research has linked exposure to idealized body images on social media, increased the body dissatisfaction dis dis and eating disorders among young people, and influence culture can perpetuate materialism and unrealistic lifestyle expectations leading to dissatisfaction with one's own life. doesn't really matter what I just said there because you probably couldn't understand that. But basically, at the end of the day, nobody has to learn from the self. You can just go on there, try new things, fail, and keep failing over and over again until you dig yourself into a hole. Pretty much get out there and learn your own life decisions because you'll need it. All right, there's a whole bunch of things to cover. I could go over the political polarization, disinformation on both sides, the online predators and safety concerns, loss of real life experiences. But I do want to cover probably one of the most disturbing of all of them, and that's your sleep disturbances. The use of social media before bedtime can disrupt sleep up to 65%, and due to exposure of the blue light and engage in content. Poor sleep quality can have a range of negative health consequences. Obviously, you know that can lead to one, mental, and two, physical. You can be weak, you won't be able to rejuvenate your strength, and you won't be able to think properly, even though you probably aren't thinking properly anyways. But that is not because you aren't smart. It's probably because you aren't getting enough sleep. So, on that note, social media as a whole is pretty garbage. And uh, I'm not going to put it lightly. It sucks. It is a bunch of bull. I think we should get rid of it. But also, it's a free country. So, can't get rid of something and still make it free. But I think we should have, yeah, I, I can't even say we should have regulations, but I'm saying for you, if you want to take control of your life and help get it better, I recommend you l limit your use of social media or at least prioritize real life interactions along with that. But now it comes to the conspiracy side of social media, the privacy side of social media, the government side of social media but what is the government doing that causes this grand arbitrary use of social media well surveillance and modern and censorship content removal propaganda disinformation manipulation of trends and algorithms Influence campaigns and sock puppets, legal and regulatory measures, social credit systems, internal shutdowns, infiltration and co-opting online communities, and etc. I could go into each of one of those points, but we all know that there is an ongoing presence online that has caused great disruption to even just the opinions of normal people. Do I think social media would still be a bad place without the government? Yes, but the government should not be intervening in things, and especially intervening in everything. It should stick to what it's good at, and that is sitting in D.C. doing absolutely nothing. But why is it so invested in social media? Well, if you control social media, you control the next generation, which means you control the rest of the world once the old worldview gets rid of or gets out of style. The question, though, remains is how long will that take and are we going to stand up for something of the sorts to counteract the ability of the government to interact with us on social media? And why do we allow them? to use social media in a way that is harmful for others. Well, 
Those are all great discussion discussion topics, and I hope this video was interesting for you. As you know, I am Mr. Truth, and I will see you next time. Because remember, the facts are there, and the truth is in there.